What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Primetime Sports Podcast, hosted by Joey Malari. So I apologize for the wind. I have to record a quick episode today since the XFL will be returning tomorrow. I'm going to give a quick season preview, a breakdown of all eight teams, who their head coaches, some players to look out for in each team, and former BC players that will be playing in the XFL this season. It's a 10-week season across the next 10 weeks. Uh, the first game will be tomorrow. There's two games tomorrow on Saturday and then two games on Sunday, all four of those being televised on TV. The XFL will be returning for the first time since 2020, where it fell apart due to bankruptcy issues during the pandemic. Couldn't really make any money, obviously, during the pandemic with no fans allowed and obviously games being canceled. So they end up being uh, bankrupt and falling apart. But now they will be returning tomorrow. And I'm going to br- give a breakdown of the eight teams, as I said, who the head coaches and some players to watch out for each squad. So I'll start off first with the Arlington Renegades. Coach Bob Stoops is their head coach. He was the head coach at Oklahoma from 1999 to 2016. He coached in the XFL for Dallas during the 2020 season. Then he returned to Oklahoma for one game, the Alamo Bowl in 2021, where he coached them to a victory after head coach at the time was Lincoln Riley. He ended up flipping to USC after he signed a deal with USC, left there, and someone had to step in. Stoops stepped in and won them the bowl game in the Alamo Bowl. So that was the last time he was a head coach. Now to break down some of the players that you should watch out for on the Arlington Renegades. Former Ball State quarterback Drew Plitt is their quarterback. 69 touchdowns and 19 picks in three years as a full-time starter for the Ball State Cardinals. Added in 11 rush touchdowns over that time in 33 games to 2019 to 2021. Former BC linebacker Isaiah Grimobley is also playing for the Renegades. And then also former Giants safety Will Harris, also played for the Baltimore Ravens as well, will be playing for Arlington as well. Former Central Michigan wide receiver Ja'Cory Sullivan will be playing for Arlington. He was great in 2021 for the Chippewas. In 2021, as a senior, he caught 10 touchdowns, which was number one in the MAC, the Mid-American Football Conference. And he also added in 49 catches, which was number three in the conference. Also was number three in the conference in total receiving yards with 687. So very impressive 2021 season for him. I'm excited to see what he looks like this season for Arlington. And then the last player to talk about in Arlington is Marquette King, former Raiders punter who led the NFL in yards per punt in 2013 in his first year playing in the NFL. Also led the NFL in punt yards in 2014. And he last played in the NFL for the Denver Broncos in 2018. So he will be making a return to the game of football this season for Arlington. The next team we're going to mention is the D.C. Defenders, who will be playing in Washington, D.C. Obviously, D.C. stands for Washington, D.C. Their head coach will be Reggie Barlow, former wide receiver for the Jacksonville Jaguars, Oakland Raiders, and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He was in the NFL for eight seasons as a wideout and was a former head coach at Alabama State from 2007 to 2014. Also, was with Virginia State as the head coach of 2016 to 2021. So, he was head coach of two different football programs in college football over the last 10 years or so, last 15 years just about, starting at Alabama State in 2007. So plays to look out for. Starting out as their quarterback, De'Ara King, former quarterback for the University of Houston and the University of Miami. He started out as a wide receiver coming out of high school to the University of Houston and ended up transitioning to a quarterback in his first year and ended up working out for him in 2018 for Houston in 11 games. He threw for 2,982 passing yards. This is his best season in college football. 36 pass touchdowns and six interceptions. Adding in 111 carries on the ground for 674 rush yards and 14 rushing touchdowns. In 2020, Miami, after transferring from Houston to Miami, had 23 pass touchdowns and five picks. Adding in four rush touchdowns and 538 yards on the ground. He's a little bit small, undersized quarterback. I think he's around 5'8", 5'9", and that's probably why he didn't really get too much of a shot in the NFL. Just some practice squad opportunities, I believe, and some offseason work, but... 
Smaller guy, only 5'9", but he can really light it up on the ground. He has a decent arm as well, has good zip on his passes. So I'm excited to see what he looks like in this league as well. Next up is former Kansas running back Puka Williams. Had 16 touchdowns in three as a Kansas, adding in seven kick returns for 197 return yards and a touchdown in 2020. He was one of my favorite players in college football. I actually had the pleasure of watching him play my freshman year at BC in 2019 where he tore up BC's defense. Overall in that game, had 22 carries, 121 yards, averaging five and a half yards a carry with a touchdown. Also adding in two catches as well for two yards. So got a touchdown on the game, 821 yards on the ground. And then Khalil Herbert, not playing in this league. He's not playing in the XFL. He's playing in the NFL for the Chicago Bears. He also played, though, in that game for Kansas. Had 187 rushing yards on 11 attempts for 17 yards per carry average with a touchdown as well in that game. BC was favored in that game by 21 points, ended up losing 48-24. to Kansas obviously getting the better of BC on that Friday night in my freshman year in 2019. The last player to look out for is former Boston College tight end Trey Barry, who transferred to BC as a grad student a couple years ago in 2021. As a senior at BC, had in eight games and 21 catches and 362 yards, averaging 17.2 yards per catch and four touchdowns. Big guy, 6'6", 245, can block very well too, so I'm looking forward to seeing what he does in the XFL for DC. Next up, the third team is the Houston Roughnecks, who are coached by one of the most well-known coaches in this entire league. There's eight coaches in the league. I would say the most experienced coach in head coaching and coaching in general is Wade Phillips, who is the head coach for Houston. 75 years old, had a very long coaching career. 82-64 and 64 record as a head coach in the NFL. Was a head coach of the New Orleans Saints at one point. He was the interim head coach there. Was the full-time head coach for the Denver Broncos, the Buffalo Bills, and the Dallas Cowboys. Also added in stints as the Atlanta Falcons and Houston Texans interim head coach. Overall in his career in the NFL, he was 1-5 as a head coach in the playoffs, but had a lot of success as a defensive coordinator for the Denver Broncos in 2015, winning the Super Bowl with them. It was the 2015 NFL season, 2016 Super Bowl. Winning the Super Bowl as a defensive coordinator for the Denver Broncos. He had two first-place finishes in the NFC East from 2007 to 2010 with the Dallas Cowboys as the head coach. He was 13-3 in 2007 and 11-5 in 2009. So obviously very experienced head coach and the most well-experienced coach in this entire league. The quarterback for Houston will be former Western Michigan quarterback Caleb Ellaby, who threw for 3,277 pass yards, 23 touchdowns, and six picks in 2021 for Western Michigan. He also added in 64 rush yards and six rushing touchdowns on the ground in 2021. His best season in college football, though, probably was 2020, where he threw for 18 touchdowns in just six games with two interceptions, adding in four rushing touchdowns on that season. Six games played as a sophomore with 18 touchdowns passing, Four rushing, two interceptions, and a 64.7% completion percentage and 1,715 yards overall passing that season in just six games played, which is very impressive. So we'll see how he does in the league. I'm excited to see him play as well. Next up is wide receiver Travell Harris, who I think is going to be the best receiver in this league. Former Washington State wide receiver. He's 5'9", very good playmaking wide receiver. Had 76 catches for 814 yards and 9 touchdowns in 2021 for Washington State. Also added in a rushing touchdown as well. Has very good speed. I think that's going to play to his advantage in this league. 86 kick returns for 2,063 kick return yards, averaging 24 kick return yards per return in his career with a kick return TD and also returns some punts. 21 punt returns in his career for 158 punt return yards, averaging 7.5 yards per return, which is very impressive. I'm excited to see Travell Harris. I think he's going to be one of the best players in this league. Next up is the Orlando Guardians. Their head coach is Terrell Buckley, former cornerback coach at Akron, Louisville, Mississippi State. 
and Ole Miss, all of four of those schools being there from 2012 to 2021, starting out at the University of Akron and then finishing his time as a cornerback coach at Ole Miss in 2021. He's a former defensive back who led college football in interceptions with 12 in 1991. That's when he played for Florida State. Still is Florida State's all-time leader in interceptions with 21, even though he only played for three years for the Seminoles in their defensive backfield. Very impressive. 21 interceptions in three years, including 12 in 1991. He was there at Florida State from 1989 to 1991 before playing in the NFL. And he had a very good NFL career ranging from 1992 to 2005. Was a former draft pick to the Green Bay Packers in the first round, fifth overall pick in the 1992 draft. And had a very storied career in the NFL as a defensive back, adding in 50 total career interceptions with six returns for a touchdown on interceptions with 793 return yards on interceptions. Also added in 10 forced fumbles, adding in 15 fumble recoveries and a fumble return for a touchdown in his career. Overall, adding in 396 solo tackles, 546 total tackles, and eight tackles for a loss during his time in the NFL from 1992 to 2005. Finished his career with the New York Giants playing four games in 2005, mostly on special teams, though. I don't think he really got much time as a defensive back for the Giants. His best year, though, in the NFL, though, probably was 1995 for the Miami Dolphins. Six interceptions, 164 return yards with the pick six as well. Had a pick six in six different seasons in the NFL. 1992 for Green Bay, 1996 for Miami, 1998 for Miami, 2000 for the Denver Broncos, 2001 for the New England Patriots, and 2003 for the Miami Dolphins. He was a one-time Super Bowl champ, winning the Super Bowl in 2001 with the New England Patriots. Obviously, Tom Brady was a quarterback then, so he played with Brady as well. So T-Buck had a very good NFL career. I'd say he's one of the most experienced coaches in this league besides the coach of the San Antonio Brahmas. That coach is Heinz Ward, former wide receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'd say Ward and T. Buck, obviously the two most well-experienced coaches in this league that were players in the NFL. And then Wade Phillips, obviously, is the most experienced coach overall in this league coaching-wise. So it's obviously impressive, all the coaches that will be in this league. And obviously... Some of them were great in the NFL as defensive coordinators, and then they have some players in there as well. As I said, Heinz Ward and T-Buck as well. So obviously these players are going to get opportunities to learn from some of the best in the business, whether it's coaching or playing-wise. And a lot of these guys are really just taking the opportunity to try to make it back to the NFL and make it back to the big dance. So I'm hoping as many players as possible can make it back since obviously you never want to see someone miss out on their dream. Hopefully all these players get an opportunity to ball out and get a chance to get back into the league and flourish in the NFL. So... The quarterback for the Orlando Guardians will be former quarterback for Florida State, DeAndre Francois. He was a stud at Florida State from 2015 to 2018 before getting kicked off the team due to some off-the-field issues. In 2016, as a redshirt freshman, had 3,350 pass yards with 20 passing touchdowns and 7 interceptions. Also added in 5 rushing touchdowns. Was a very good quarterback at Florida State. And hopefully he gets a second chance at trying to make it to the league. Orlando's also carrying 6'7", 244-pound Paxton Lynch. As a quarterback, a big-arm quarterback, former 26th overall pick to the Denver Broncos in 2016, was a first-round pick out of Memphis, did not really work out in the NFL, four touchdowns and four picks in his NFL career, making four starts across five total games played before ending his career, and he also played for the Michigan Panthers in the USFL last year. In the USFL, had five passing touchdowns of four picks with a 65.1% completion percentage and adding in two rushing touchdowns last year for Michigan. Another wide receiver that I think is going to be very good in this league is Dantes Bird, was a stud at Tennessee State. He's now a wide receiver for the Orlando Guardians. Between 2016 and 2017 for Tennessee Tech, had 152 catches and 1,936 receiving yards and 13 touchdowns, 
adding in 32 kick returns for 809 kick return yards and 25.3 yards per return. So you obviously add some speed, and that's one thing you have to, you obviously have to have to try to make yourself stand out in this league and try to make it back to the league. Is you have to have a lot of speed and obviously versatile, whether you're a wide receiver that can kick return, a wide receiver that can punt return, a running back that can also play in special teams. You need to make yourself stand out. I think that's what Dantes Bird is going to do in this league. As I said, he can kick return and also make some big plays as well, adding in 13 touchdowns in two years for Tennessee Tech. Also, Orlando will have former Giants wide receiver Cody Latimer, also former Miami wide receiver, and this is University of Miami wide receiver, Charleston Rambo, who played three years at Oklahoma before transferring to the University of Miami and finishing his college career. In 2021 for Miami, had 79 catches for 1,172 yards and seven touchdowns. He had a 4.57 40-yard dash in college and obviously had some speed. And his big playmaking ability, a bigger receiver, but made some plays in college that obviously would make him stand out in this league as well as if he could do the same thing. Played very well alongside C.D. Lamb at Oklahoma. That was the reason they had some very good years at the University of Oklahoma because how good Jalen Hurts was, Bacon Mayfield was, Kyler Murray was, and you also add in guys like C.D. Lamb and Charleston Rambo and Marquise Brown. I mean, Oklahoma was stacked over that stretch from quarterbacks to wide receivers. Just stacked. Next up is former Ravens safety Matt Elam will be playing for Orlando as well. He last played in the NFL in 2016. From 2013 to 2016, played for the Ravens. Had 131 tackles, six tackles for loss, three quarterback hits, an interception, seven passes defended, and a forced fumble in three years for Baltimore. He'll be making his comeback to the NFL, hopefully, and with a good season in the XFL if all things go well. The next team I'm going to talk about is the San Antonio Brahmas. Head coach is Heinz Ward, former Steelers wide receiver from 1998 to 2011. He was a wide receivers coach at Florida Atlantic in 2021. Former Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl 40 that is, was the MVP in that Super Bowl. Two-time Super Bowl champ overall. Both of those with the Pittsburgh Steelers and Big Ben as his quarterback. He will be the head coach for the San Antonio Brahmas. This is the team that I'm a fan of. I'm rooting for San Antonio. That's my team in this league. I'm going to be watching every game they play. I'm a big fan of their running backs. I'm going to get into in just a second. And the reason why I'm a San Antonio fan, I'm going to explain in just a minute. But just to keep going, their quarterback is former Louisville quarterback Jawan Pass. Played in 22 games over five years at Louisville from 2016 to 2020. Played on Lee Cunningham. Even also had some time with Lamar Jackson as well. Had a 55.2% completion percentage, 2,545 passing yards, adding in 14 pass touchdowns with 13 interceptions and five rushing touchdowns over his career in 22 games. He transferred to Prairie View A&M in 2021, where he had a 61% completion percentage, 16 passing touchdowns with 12 picks, and added in four rushing touchdowns in that season in 2021. They also have former Notre Dame quarterback Jack Cohn, who had 25 passing touchdowns and seven interceptions in 2021 for the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. After transferring to South Bend after four years with Wisconsin, played pretty well in that year with the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, who never really got an opportunity to really play much in the NFL. So now I'm going to get into why I'm a fan of the San Antonio Brahmas and why they are my team in the XFL this season and why I'm going to be watching every single game. And that is because they drafted Running back John Hilleman, who played for four years at Boston College before transferring to Rutgers. I was a big fan of him at BC. Always loved the amount of work he put into the game. And he's a really good guy as well. I root for him on the football field because he's a great player. But then you root for him even more because how good of a person he is. John Hilleman is one of the best guys in the football industry. Very down to earth and is someone I can always lean on. I've actually written a couple of papers in college where I needed some athletes or some people within you know the sports world to write a paper about. And he's always been so willing to help me out and has always been there to lend a hand. So thank you so much, John. I appreciate it. I'm a big fan of his music as well. Check out Juan Don, W-U-A-N-N-D-O-N-N on Spotify and Apple Music. Juan Don, the best in the industry. I'm a big fan of his rap music as well. But now to get back to the football talk. 
He's a really good player, and that's why I'm a big fan of him. But as I said, he's a great person, very down-to-earth, and has always been someone that is there to help whenever I need it. And that's why I wrote a couple of college papers about him. So thank you, John, for always being there. It's always much appreciated. And I've been a fan of you now since the beginning, and I'm excited to see you get another opportunity in the XFL. John played for the New York Giants, actually, as well. He grew up a Giants fan. Actually, it was a childhood. That was his childhood team. So being able to play for the Giants obviously is a dream come true. And he never shied away from any opportunity, whether it was in BC, whether it was in the NFL, whether it was in college. He never shied away from an opportunity. Never shied away from an opportunity. That's one thing I always liked about him is that even as a freshman, he stepped in to the BC football lineup and had a very good freshman year. Then he got hurt, battled some injuries, and he came back even stronger, giving it his all always. And even as last year at BC, when A.J. Dillon was here and he's competing with A.J. Dillon for snaps, he never shied away from it. He still took every opportunity he got. Obviously rooted as well for A.J. Dillon. He's a very good team and a very good person as well. So I'll never not root for John Hilleman. Excited to see him play. And I'm going to break down some of his stats for BC and Rutgers. In 42 games for BC in four years. Had 612 carries of 2,238 rush yards. 26 rushing touchdowns. And also added in 29 receptions for 195 receiving yards and two touchdowns in the past game. Also had 13 touchdowns as a freshman at BC in 2014. Stepped onto the BC field and just became an instant game changer for BC's backfield. And it obviously, obviously led to him making it to where he did. And hopefully he continues to do big things. I'm always going to be a fan of John Hillman and what he's done. He transferred to Rutgers. Uh, that's his hometown. Actually, he's from New Jersey. So he goes back down to his home state. In 2018, 4.1 yards per carry with 337 rush yards, six rushing touchdowns, and also added in 12 catches for 92 yards with Rutgers in 2018. Wishing you nothing but the best this season, John. I'm always going to be a fan of you and everything you do on and off the field. As I said, you've always been there to help me out, and I appreciate that. So thank you so much. Keep doing big things in the music industry. And also in the game of football, no one works as hard as you. I know how hard you've been working, obviously, trying, trying to train and get back and get another opportunity. So best of luck this season. Go do big things. Continue to put in the work because it's only going to lead you to get the best success possible. So best of luck this season, John. I'm excited to see San Antonio and you play on Sunday at 3 o'clock. The next player I want to talk about on San Antonio is TJ Vasha, former wide receiver for Texas Tech. In five years for Texas Tech, from 2016 to 2020, had 146 catches for 1,983 yards receiving with 21 receiving touchdowns. He was on the Cowboys practice squad for a little bit of time this past season in 2022. Big receiver with stretch of field, six foot six, made some big plays at Texas Tech, and obviously could have that same opportunity to make big plays at San Antonio this season. As I said, this is my team, so I'm going to be rooting for TJ Vasher and every player, including John Hillman, most more than any player in this league. I'm going to be rooting for every player on San Antonio to do big things. As I said, this is my squad for this season. And TJ Vasher, I said six foot six, so hopefully he helps out Jawan Pass and Jack Cohn. On the outside, obviously the deep ball would be great to be able to throw it to a guy six foot six. Makes it a little bit easier for the quarterback when you can just toss it up and let the guy go and get it. So they also have former LSU and Giants punter Brad Wing, who had 325 punts for the Giants and steals across 64 games in 2013 to 2017, averaging 44.7 yards per punt. 74 yards was his longest punt in the NFL, and also had 100 punts out of his 325 fall inside the 20, which is very impressive. Played three games in 2019 from Memphis in the AAF, and that's the last time he's played the game of football. Former Delaware safety Tenny Anawusi will also be playing for San Antonio. He was with the Giants during the preseason in 2018, playing four games with the Giants in the preseason, making one start with a pass defended in four tackles. He played for Dallas in the USFL last year, making 22 tackles in five games played. And now I'm down to my last three games here, or last three teams, that is, that I'm going to break down. 
Next up is Seattle Sea Dragons. Seattle was coached by Jim Haslett, who played for the Bills and Jets in the 1980s. He was a Saints head coach from 2000 to 2005 and was with the Tennessee Titans as the inside linebacker coach from 2020 to 2021. He will also be their GM as well. It seems like a lot of these head coaches will also be the team's GM as well. His quarterback will be former Colorado quarterback Steve Montez, who started four years for the Colorado Buffaloes, passing for 63 touchdowns and 33 interceptions with a 134.9 passer rating, adding in 11 rush touchdowns. Big quarterback, 6'5", 235 pounds. And I'm sure he's going to try to show off his arm since he had a really good arm in college as well. He will be throwing to wide receiver Josh Gordon, who had a long stint in the NFL, obviously was left and right. You know, never could really find his footing in the NFL. But six foot three, two hundred twenty-four pound wide receiver, who's thirty-one years old now, led the NFL in receiving yards in twenty thirteen with sixteen hundred and forty-six receiving yards as a Cleveland Brown. Only played in sixty-three NFL games in his career since his rookie season in twenty twelve, due to suspensions. Overall in his NFL career, two hundred fifty-two catches for four thousand two hundred eighty-four receiving yards and twenty-one touchdown receptions overall. They also have former Louisville defensive back Quinterio Cole. I'm a big fan of Quaterio Cole, was very good at Louisville, 86 tackles in 2021, with 65 of those being a solo tackle and an interception and a forced fumble in that season. So overall, 86 tackles, an interception and a forced fumble for Louisville in 2021. Just one season for Louisville, but was very productive as a tackler and also in their defensive backfield as well, making some big plays for them. As I said, had an interception and a forced fumble. Six foot three, 190 pound physical cornerback that I think is going to make himself a name in this league this year. Next up is the St. Louis Battlehawks. Their head coach is Anthony Becht, former tight end coach for the San Diego Fleet in 2019 of the AAF. He played in the NFL from 2000 to 2011, totaling 188 catches and 21 touchdown receptions in his 11-year NFL career. And the reason why I'm going to root for this team as well, even though I'm going to be rooting for San Antonio more than any team, I'll also root for St. Louis as well. They form a BC defensive back. Lucas Dennis, who also went to Everett High School. So obviously I'm a big fan of Everett High. I was a big fan of Jason Matry. Obviously everyone knows I like Rob DiLoretto as well, the head coach at Everett High. Very good guy and obviously knows the game of football very well. Always a pleasure talking to him at Northeastern Baseball Games. But Lucas Dennis went to Everett High and then ended up coming to BC. In four years for BC, totaled 82 solo tackles, 139 total tackles overall, adding in one tackle for a loss, a half a sack, nine interceptions, 244 interception return yards, and a pick six, adding in 16 passes defended and three forced fumbles in his career. In 2017, that was his best time at BC. He was at BC from 2015 to 2018. His best season came as a junior in 2017 in 13 games, having 46 solo tackles, 37 assisted tackles, 83 total tackles, a, ta a half a tackle for a loss, seven interceptions, 185 interception return yards, averaging 26.4 yards return, adding in 10 passes defended and two forced fumbles. In 2018, he did a pick six, a 59-yard pick six return against UMass Amherst to open the season for BC. And that year also added in two passes defended and a forced fumble with 49 total tackles, half a sack, and a half tackle for a loss. So very impressive career for Lucas Dennis, and I'm excited to see him get another opportunity to try to get back to the NFL. Spent some time on some off-season rosters, uh, playing in OTAs, and maybe even the preseason as well. But I'm excited to see him get another opportunity. I know he's been trying hard to get back to the NFL. 
He was actually in the Arena Football League playing for the Massachusetts Pirates in the past year or two, and now again another opportunity to try to play in the XFL to try to make it back to the NFL. St. Louis also has former Alabama quarterback A.J. McCarron, who's now 32 years old, made just four starts in the NFL over his career, totaling six touchdowns and three interceptions in 17 games. From 2010 to 2013 in 52 games for Alabama, had 77 passing touchdowns, 15 interceptions, three rushing touchdowns, and a 66.9% completion percentage, adding in 9,019 pass yards overall. He'll be throwing to former Iowa State wide receiver Hakeem Butler, who's 6'6", six six, can obviously help stretch the field as well, so hopefully he can find Butler deep downfield and try to make some plays. And then former BC defensive back Brandon Sebastian will also be on the St. Louis Battlehawks roster. And then the last team I'm going to break down is the Vegas Vipers, who will be coached by Rod Woodson. The last time he had any coaching experience was in 2017 when he was the cornerbacks coach for the Oakland Raiders. He's a former Super Bowl champion, NFL Defensive Player of the Year in 1993, was a six-time first-team All-Pro and an 11-time Pro Bowler. So you obviously have guys like Rod Woodson who had a very storied NFL career. You have a guy like Heinz Ward, very storied NFL career, and Terrell Buckley, three guys that are very experienced playing and making big plays in the NFL. And then you also have other guys that are coaching that had some good head coaching experience in the NFL as well, like the defensive coordinator for the Broncos in 2016 when they won the Super Bowl. Wade Phillips will be the head coach for the Houston Roughnecks. So it's pretty interesting, all the head coach that will be head coaching in this league. As I said, the Vegas Vipers will be coached by Rod Woodson, 11-time Pro Bowl and six-time first-team All-Pro in the NFL, was NFL Defensive Player of the Year in 1993, and a Super Bowl champion as well. The quarterback for Vegas will be Luis Perez. Perez played in the USFL last year for the New Jersey Generals. It was pretty good for them. 71.7% completion percentage with nine touchdowns and an interception, adding in 1,200 pass yards and a 105.6 passer rating. Also on the Vegas Vipers will be former BC defensive lineman Max Roberts, who transferred to BC from Maine, went from Fordham to Maine to BC, if I remember right. In 2020, as a defensive end for BC, in eight games played at 14 solo tackles, 22 total tackles, with six tackles for loss and four and a half sacks with the forced fumble. He'll get another opportunity to try to get back to the NFL. I believe he's on offseason roster at one point uh, after the 2020 season. So in 2021, he was on an offseason roster in the NFL. Also on Vegas will be former wide receiver Geronimo Allison, who played for the Green Bay Packers, and former Pittsburgh Steelers wide receiver Martavius Bryant. And one last NFL player that will be playing in Vegas will be former Atlanta Falcons linebacker Vic Beasley. He was a former eighth overall pick in the 2015 NFL Draft, was a 2016 Pro Bowl and a 2016 first team All-Pro in the NFL. One monster season, that came in 2016 when he was a Pro Bowl and a first team All-Pro. 15 and a half sacks, which led the NFL. Also had six forced fumbles, which was number one in the NFL as well that year. Overall in his career, never really got back to that same production. In 2019, his last season, for the Atlanta Falcons, had eight sacks in 2019, but obviously never returned to the form he had in 2016. Last played in the NFL in 2020 for the Raiders. So here's the first week matchup. Saturday, tomorrow will be the Vegas Vipers at the Arlington Renegades at 3 p.m. On Saturday, tomorrow on ABC. Then you have the Orlando Guardians at the Houston Roughnecks at 8.30 p.m. And that will be televised on both ESPN and FX as well. Then you also have Sunday's games, which this is the game I'm looking forward to most. The St. Louis Battlehawks versus San Antonio Brahmas at 3 p.m. on ABC. Then you have the Seattle Sea Dragons at the D.C. Defenders at 8 p.m. on ESPN. Seattle will also host St. Louis on Thursday night at 9 p.m. on FX. Short week for both squads, both of those teams. 
Seattle and D.C. will both be playing on Sunday and then have to be ready for Thursday night. That game I'm looking forward to most, though, is the St. Louis Battlehawks versus San Antonio Brahmas. you got John Hillman playing in that game on Sunday. And then you also have some former BC players as well, like Brandon Sebastian and Lucas Dennis in that game. So I'm excited to see that game. That's a game I look forward to most. I'm excited to see John Hillman go up against two former teammates in Brandon Sebastian and Lucas Dennis. And I'm excited to see what both of those teams look like. Those are two teams I think that could play well this season in the XFL. Can't really make too many predictions as of now of who's going to be the best team in the league. It's really hard to tell uh, since a lot of these guys, you know, no one really knows too much about a lot of them. You know, some of these guys did play in college, some big schools, but then some other guys have played in small schools like Tennessee Tech that no one really knows too much about. So we'll see how things play out. I'm excited to see. You know what team plays well, but as I said, I will be rooting for John Hilleman to have a great game and a great season overall. I will always be a fan of what John Hilleman does on the field and off the field. As I said, one of the best people in the industry of sports. Very good guy, very down to earth, and I always appreciate everything he's done for me. So thank you, John. I appreciate it. Wishing you nothing but the best of luck. Go tear it up for me on Sunday. I'm excited to see you play and do big things as you always do. Anyways, that will conclude this episode. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen to this. As always, I appreciate it and hope you guys have a good one. Thank you.